you're broke. You don't have a lot of money for, you know, bells and whistles. And sometimes that's a good thing. You're listening to XP Hunter. Hey everyone, and welcome to XP Hunter. I'm your rival, Lee. If you don't know, you can always message me at xphunterlee at gmail.com if you want to be a part of XP Hunter IRL, our new upcoming TV series, or you want to uh, re listen to the backlog of XP Hunter. You can find it on Spotify, Google Play Podcasts, iTunes, Castbox, and uh, you can listen to listen to it on RadioFreeAmerica.com. Just search WBCA one zero two point nine FM Boston uh, because that's where the show is recorded. You know the term indie is kind of like the colloquial way that we say it, but it really just stands for independent and. A lot of people uh, would say that means, you know, you're broke. You don't have a lot of money for, you know, bells and whistles. And sometimes that's a good thing. Most of the time, I think it's a good thing. A few weeks ago, a little while ago, rather, uh, we talked to Kagan Luce, who is a independent uh, comic artist who lives in Boston. He does a comic called Lunchtime Comics with an X at the end. And it is you know, situational slice of life, but it is hilarious, especially if you're a Boston native. A lot of the things he says are uh, relatable. Uh, his, I think his last comic or the comic from the week before uh, was kind of about him having been at like a work event. He's talking with everyone and the meeting's over and everyone's like, oh, we're going to go have, you know, food at like Chipotle or something. He's like, oh yeah, I'll meet you guys there. You know, he's in his car and he's like literally in front of the Chipotle. He's like, mm, you know what? Like parking's really hard and I'm kind of tired. And then he goes home. Uh, he actually goes to a local food place and he's like, well, you know, I tried, but it's like, everyone has that feeling sometimes. It's like, yeah, I just spent like two hours with you guys. And while I'm really grateful you invited me out, mm, I don't really want to do that. I just want to go home and be by myself. Thanks. Bye. Uh, and so I thought that was hilarious. Um, but uh, he also, you know, he has a family uh, who are obviously in his comics a very, very lot. And he, you know, he also works, you know, he's a graphic artist, but he's also a comic artist. And when you're independent, it gives you the freedom to do things that major companies would never do because they don't want to take chances with all their money well, or not even all their money, just even a, a small portion. Um, but independent uh, developers and writers and all those things I'm just really into them uh, I have to let you guys know that Kagan Luce uh, is the founder and creator of uh, Comics in Color Festival uh, right now it is a monthly meeting that they have and anyone from the community can come they hold it at the Grove Hall Library and anyone can come and if you you write or you draw you can make connections you know with the opposite uh, they have like open draws so they like start a comic and anyone can come in and draw another uh, panel in it. And, you know, last time I went, they had a really great uh, speaker who his uh, children's uh, his children's comic, which is also slightly autobiographical uh, uh, comic about growing up as like one of the only black kids and like a completely almost completely white neighborhood. Uh, is being published by Scholastic. And he just talked about his journey and how, you know, he started as a political cartoon uh, writer for uh, 
freelance, actually, a freelance political cartoon writer for um, Louisiana. Like, he ended up getting all the way, the, all the newspapers in the state, but how it is, it was really a hustle, you know, and how, how much revision and how much feedback he needed. He got, you know, uh, an editor and how important that is and, uh, you know, what it's like to have to churn out you know 200 230 300 400 pages and this is drawing and writing for him personally he draws and he writes his own comic but even if you're just drawing or you're just writing like carrying a plot for 400 pages uh i think anyone can tell you that that is a lot that's it can be stressful but he's doing it and uh comics in color festival is happening april 20th 2020 and i'm super excited about it it's gonna uh, be at Roxbury Community College, which is right in Roxbury, obviously. Uh, but Roxbury is the center of Boston. And so I think it's apt that they're going to have a festival that's dedicated to uh, writers and comic artists of color in, in, in the middle of the city. It's going to be great. But like events like that are created by people who are like they see this niche to be filled and so major companies are like oh that's a niche that's like a corner like if we really want to make money we can't we don't want to develop something that's just for these people for this subset of you know america because that's not where the money is right but independence they're like no like these are these are our people you know irregardless of religion or color or whatever it's like they deserve to have this medium to feel like they are you know, a part of the whole, but that people acknowledge that they're there, that, that they exist, not that they're just these, these people in the corner, like, yeah, we know we're, they're there, but we're just going to ignore them. And so comes the color festival, April 20th, 2020, going to be super exciting. Uh, I hope that a new karmic artist that I just discovered by reading their, um, their comic on webtoon, which is a great, uh, medium for you to read independent, like literally just coming up in the world uh comic artists because comics and comic artists and writers because I have come across so many good comics on webtoon it's amazing but the newest one is Ordeal and it's written by Brent Bristol and I love it and Ordeal is again um a story uh that features a lot of brown people and it takes place in Trinidad. And what's so exciting or interesting to me about it is that Trinidad is a very uh, culturally diverse place. And what I say by that, uh, what I mean by that is that a lot of the West Indies uh, has been settled, resettled. Obviously, it was colonized. It was a colony for a while. But the thing is, is that not only is it filled with black people, but obviously, but it also had, you know, different uh, waves of migration from people who are from the Indian subcontinent, people who are from China, people who are from, I think a little bit Eastern Europe as well. And so the ethnic and racial mix of people in Trinidad is very unique. And so when I say has brown people, I, just, I don't just mean that there are black people in it. I mean that it literally represents Trinidad. So there are people who are dark skinned. There are people who are brown. There are people who are nearly white. There are people who visibly look Asian but their skin is East Asian but their skin is very brown and they come with different hair textures and different hairstyles and so that's very interesting but obviously the real interesting part is that you know the superpowers the, all these people have superpowers that was a draw for me I'm like ooh, black superheroes yes and people will tell you oh well there's Black Panther and uh, War Machine and 
to be honest, there are a lot of mainstream black comic book characters. Oh, I forgot John Stewart. There are a lot of mainstream or, you know, basically when we say comics, we're basically always talking about DC and Marvel, right? Because while they do have some competitors, um, they don't have competitors that are, have their, I guess you will say, um, legacy or their, their, um, pedigree, right? Cause I mean, I don't eat Wonder Bread anymore, but you know, Wonder Bread has always been the bread company, right? But now you have, you know, when pigs fly is a big, you know, independent, I wouldn't say independent, but they're a bread company that's very popular in the Northeast. I don't know if it's popular in other places in the United States, but they make really good bread. But the thing is at the end of the day, it's, you know, Wonder Bread's been around so long that it's kind of synonymous with bread. So it's kind of hard to fight that, but, um, ordeal just, oh, just captured me. Um, because obviously superheroes are really popular right now. I mean, I think humans are always drawn to seeing themselves as something more than what we are now. And, you know, right now, you know, we're not growing wings. We're not flying. You know, I think we are really striving to want to have more control over our environment and, you know, the world and the universe around us. And as we are now, we would never be able to do that. And when you see um, mutants or when you see people who have genetically, their their genes have created a situation for them where now they can like lift 150 pounds or, you know, they can see through walls. It's like, that's so exciting. Um, and so in the alternate history of ordeal, um, it is just really not a birth defect, but you know, it's basically a little bit along the lines of X-Men where people start to be born and their genes develop or uh, mutate in such a way that they have uh, powers. And unlike in X-Men though, your powers can be transferred to someone else. Uh, the comic just kind of started, so there's no explanation for how that's possible, right? Like how does your unique uh, gene alteration transfer to another? But, you know, obviously there's some training involved. Like you have to be capable. It's kind of like... Um, it, you have to have the skills to transfer your, your your mutation to the other person. But the alternate history is that, you know, there are people, they're ranked, obviously. So there are people who have godlike um, mutations that allow them to do things. Like the main bad guy in the, you know, history of this, the story, he was ranked number one. And his power allowed him to steal the souls from other people and absorb them so that he could basically live forever. But the thing is, like, doing that, like, absorbing all those people's soul kind of took away his own. And so now he just lives to, he just lives to keep himself from dying. And so he's basically, like, on the side of Hitler. He's like, yeah, let's get these people. And obviously there's some tension between mutants and humans because isn't there always? Because they're like, well, you could hurt us. And, you know, it's manifest destiny. Uh, but they, they're fighting this big war and ultimately the number one ranked guy is killed by a younger uh, mutant who uh, his powers kind of kind of culminate in that one point and he's like super uh, strong. He ends up killing him and you know the war is over but there are still a lot of laws that prohibit what you know people with mutations can do but they're still pretty um, but everything is pretty tame. Like, there's no active war going on between them. Uh, so, I mean, you can go check it out on Webtoons. They have a uh, web interface, obviously, but I would suggest getting 
the web the phone app because it's a lot easier to like just read a little bit as you go rather than try and sit in front of a desktop and read it um you know we're all mobile these days guys when you're allowed to exercise that freedom when there's no formula uh i mean and there's always a formula right because mm, it's kind of along the line of like aesthetics or you know the golden rule of thirds or whatever there are certain things that people are attracted to right and at this point i'm gonna just put it out there like as i wouldn't say as as truth as the truth but the thing is is that you have to remember humanity what we've been mm, i guess recorded history extends to i don't know maybe ooh, three thousand four thousand years but humanity has existed for ten thousand right and so the sad fact is is that at this point it's going to be really hard to create anything truly original right because you know everyone's like oh shakespeare and i'm like i don't like shakespeare because he wrote a story that anyone could write i mean i'm not saying his use of language isn't unique but i am saying that the story is meh uh but you know he got inspiration even though his work was unique when it came out because like he got inspiration from someone else's work and someone got someone else's explanation from uh inspiration from someone else's work and so um i remember i took because i'm i was a fool i took uh the art of philosophy which was a class that was really all about art and how we view it right so the first question was you know you walk into an art museum and on the wall you see a white canvas and just barely you can make out a straight line and a circle and the question posed is is it art right and i won't answer it for you i have my own opinions on on the question that have really not changed since i took the class in college but i have my own opinions you form your own if you would like to you know have a little conversation about this uh you can send me a message at xbhensorlee at jmon.com and we can talk about having you guys call in and we can talk live on the show uh so think about it um but again so the question is is it art dramatic pause and so it goes on to um have you know quote unquote conversations or just basically kind of flush out various philosophers ideas or what their idea would be on what art is and so the only person or the only philosopher that i really <laughs> that i really kind of synergized with and the only one I really agreed with was ironically Plato and Plato's idea basically culminates in art as imitation if you have been listening to the podcast faithfully you know that I did talk about this a little bit before and so art as imitation is basically the connotation that if an artist if Picasso if Gauguin if, if any famous artist draws a tree then it's not original it's it's plagiarism it's imitation because they didn't create trees they're just copying something that god produced or i say god that you know the gods whichever faith you follow or you know nature created so you so the basis is that literally it is almost impossible to create anything original because if you heard a bird sing if you heard a songbird you know tweet its song and you created a piano score from that your piano score is an adaptation or a remix of that bird song and is is 
original among humans, but it's not original in its creation, which I know is kind of deep and weird, but it, it does make sense because you didn't come up with that idea to, you know, to, you know, you know, me, 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 or uh, what is the do, 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 you know, like it, it's, it, I like it. It's, it's so basic and just flat and very under you know it's not all whimsically like oh I think therefore I am it's very it's very understandable and down to earth if it wasn't a you know you you've seen it so many times like think of oh, I don't remember his names who whoever it was that thought of displacement but the guy who got in his bathtub and he's like Eureka the idea kind of came to him because he was inspired by something not because he it was an original thought in his head. I don't know. This, it, If you think about it too much, you'll confuse yourself like me. But just think about it. Being an XP hunter isn't all killing death claws, getting high scores, and swilling way too much Red Bull. It's also about getting out there and exploring the real world around you. This season, we're going questing in a big, big way. Conventions, guild meetups, and cosplay DIY. I'll be there doing and experiencing everything. Next time, I hope to see you IRL. If you were doing a, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I'm a singer because I was really inspired by Michael Jackson. And so I made this song uh, uh, using, I sampled his song to do this other song. I'm like, mm, that is, you know, it's not original. And I only like it because I like Michael Jackson, not mostly because I like you. And <laughs> that's kind of messed up, but it happens, right? Um, so I think I'm more drawn to independent uh, stuff, not because it's original, just because you don't want to be, when you're independent, you want to stand out because it's very hard to become known for something that someone else already does very, very well. You know, it's hard to step out of a shadow of a company that's been doing business for 75, 80, 100 years. Like, oh my God, I could not imagine. You know, it's like trying to be a kid's, a, a, a cartoon company or, a, you know, and you have Disney out here buying Fox for billions of dollars and you what you're pulling in maybe a couple hundred grand a year but you want to reach kids you want to show them something not just for them the money but you want to supply something to someone else that's not Disney and and that's oh it sounds like an insurmountable goal but it's not and even myself uh you know guys uh, I record my podcast in Boston Massachusetts Roxbury to be exact which is the geographical center of Boston Massachusetts check it out it's a really great uh f uh diverse and when I say diverse I seriously mean diverse it's a very diverse place um just because not only um you know not just because there are a lot of non-white people but, you know, there is a variety of every type of pe person here. You know, we have Italians and Greek and Polish and Colombian and Venezuelan and Argentinian and Mexican and Dominican, Puerto Rican, black, Jamaican. When I say black guys, I mean that the odds of your ancestors having been slaves is extremely high. And like myself, you were like seventh, eighth generation American. Uh, you have Jamaicans, you have literal Africans, uh, you have, you know, Panamanians, Canadians, because, you know, 
<laughs> Canada is its own thing too. You have, you know, there are there's such a big mix of mix of people in such a small area in Boston that there's always something that you know new to look at or to do or you know our neighborhoods are all very very unique and interesting and so uh i record my podcast at a place called boston neighborhood network and uh it's just a great place because if you're a resident of boston you can come and you know you just pay a membership fee yearly membership fee it's crazy low and it allows you to get your thoughts out and to say what what you're feeling or to express yourself to other people uh because, you know, for you guys, it's a podcast, but it also goes out on a local radio. It's a it's a low power station, which means what it covers, mm, man, probably covers like 15, 20 miles, which uh, for this section of Massachusetts could probably get you uh, as far as mm, maybe, maybe Everett, you know, uh, yeah, there's a lot of small towns outside of Boston, Milton, places like that. So that's a pretty good reach. So my show comes on uh, WBCA 102.9 FM Boston every Thursday at 9 p.m. And so Boston Neighborhood Network is, I would consider independent. It does get money from the local city government and from uh, Comcast. Uh, but that's that's the name of the game with public access. And uh, there are TV shows. And if you're a member of the community, you can come be a member, take a class and do a show, radio show about anything you want to. And that, that accessibility of, uh, of uh, resources to people is, I, I, it's just, I can't even explain. It's dynamic and I love it. And uh, I hope it continues because the thing is, is that, you know, I'm not going to be, you know, Barbara Walters. I'm not going to be, uh, you know, one of the people on the major radio station, but there are a lot of people out there who are not classically, classically trained or, you know, don't have that on the job experience to be considered by a major company to be able to carry um, any kind of show or for them to want to take a chance. Uh, but independently, the people like myself, um, they garner a lot of attention. It's kind of like the rise of YouTube stars. I only follow very few YouTubers. So one of them, uh, Rob, who uh, does Comics Explained uh, on YouTube, I love his channel because he makes, uh, not only he makes does he make comics accessible or the storylines and plots and desires of the characters accessible to people who don't have time to dedicate to picking up every single uh, issue of a comic and then the tangents that go into other uh, issues of other story comics gosh guys you gotta stop me from going on these tangents so I like people like Rob because here's this guy who he didn't go to school to do these things like most people who end up do, being great at what they do or attracting a lot of attention, he did, he wasn't trained to do those things. He learned by process and elimination. Like he he's he got he's like okay, well I want to. Someone asked him because he's been reading comics for like thirty years. He someone asked him about a story plot. And so it's like oh, if they're interested, someone else might be interested. So he sat in front of his computer and he got like a little plug in mic that he could plug, plug into his laptop and he started doing it. And then as he went forward, people were, he would, he would watch his videos, you know, and be like, Oh, the audio was so bad. I got to get a better mic. And so he hoofed it over to Best Buy probably and got a mic. And then as his comics started doing better and more people watched, he leveraged that to say, Hey, Marvel, like I'm going to talk about these. Can you double make sure that YouTube's not going to pull myself down for copyright infringement or, Oh, Hey, uh, can I read this early so I could do this show about it? So like, you know, I can, you know, garner more attention to it. 
um, and stuff like that. And I like that. And so uh, for me, I, I like the ability of independent people to create a base because, you know, owning a business or running a Marvel or running, you know, an Amazon, like that takes a lot of work. And I don't want to take away from that. But the thing is, it's hard to be Amazon when Amazon exists. It's hard to create the next Superman or something better than Superman when everyone's so fixated on Superman. And so for independent developers or writers or anything like that, I just want to say thank you so much and please cre keep creating because without you, the, the world is just this sad grayscale. You guys add reds and blues and purples and golds to the, to the mix. And I think we need more of that. And for a while, uh, there was this big preaching about STEM, right? Like science, technology, engineering, and math. And recently they added A for art. And I'm like, why is art always an afterthought? If you don't know, Tony, Tony Morrison is an author and I really, really like her. There's a documentary that just came out about her. That is awesome. Check it out uh, if you'd like, because she's a very dynamic and interesting person and her books are also very good. She said, you know, if, if there's a book you want to read, you have to write it, right? And that is so poignant and it's poignant for anyone it doesn't matter if you write you draw uh you are a geneticist you are well a little geneticist just take hold on a sec but everyone else you know creatives in general it's like if there's something that you think the world needs or that you need to express you have to do it you can't be upset because it's like well marvel never has black uh, characters with any substance they just make black characters because they have a quota to fill right like okay be mad about that they're they are definitely four-letter words explicitives for that right because it's 2019 but if you feel like the world needs black superheroes create one and if you can't draw or you can't write well save up some money and commission someone to do it for you because that's always an option be a patreon of someone who's already doing it um, be a patron of someone who's already doing it or you know what I'm saying so I think to in today's world with technology growing the way it is with uh, super corporations eating each other and becoming you know god something just so dark and scary I think that we're forgetting that they started from one storefront you know they started uh, maybe not with no money right but they did start uh, out of you know in a hopeless place right and now they're here so all that takes work but don't be afraid to even just start doing the work because even if you can't finish it um not because due to age or anything it's just you started it but like you can't keep it going someone will see it and be inspired and start something else or someone will pick it up for you and bring it to where it needs to be but I just want people who you know we would consider independent who I would consider independent who are doing creative works and don't feel like they have a chance that you definitely have a chance like right now uh you know your friend Emily lee probably has like one listener uh, and it's probably like her mom but that's fine because if she likes this she doesn't even really like comics so if she's listening then i have to be saying something good but don't be afraid to express yourself because if you never do if you never do something you'll never know and that's the worst thing ever but in between time in the meantime do it for the XP. Oh, I forgot to say. Uh, don't forget to check out the website xphunters.com. You will be able to uh, see our 
episodes, our upcoming TV episodes of XP Hunter IRL. And you also can have a conversation with me, uh, you know, live and in person. If you'd like, you can send me an email at xphunterlee at gmail.com and we can talk about getting you on the show and we can actually have a real debate about a comic, about an artist, about current events if you really, really want to. And I hope to see you guys IRL next time. Bye.